Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. I am your host, Alonda, and I'm so happy that you chose to tune in again today. Today is episode number six, Double Standards, and guess what? We have a special guest, my man, my zaddy, Shay. Say hi, Shay. Hey, hey, how y'all doing now? All right, but as always, we talk about how our week went. My week was all right. Of course, there's been some little work drama, but I'm actually going to let our guest tell you about his week before I talk about all this foolishness. Okay, okay, let's see. Uh, well, I guess it started uh, last week when we went up to Maryland, we drove up to Maryland to go see my young adults and my little lady, my 13-year-old, I haven't seen her, who I haven't seen since she was about seven or eight years old. Uh, she, her, her mother and I, you know, we we weren't really seeing eye to eye for a while. We didn't talk, and you know, I would keep in contact and talk to the little to my daughter Maya every now and then, but just hadn't seen her. So I kind of surprised her when I went up there. We met at the Dave and Buster's in the local mall, and she was happy to see me from what, what I could sell, tell. And we had a ball, and the, you know, playing games and everything, and. Then I took her shopping, let her pick out what she wanted in Forever 21. She spent a couple hundred between her and her sister, you know, just to, you know, just to, you know, make her feel good and let her, let, let her know daddy going to be there. But other than that, uh, it was awesome seeing my other two children who are practically young adults now, for real. My daughter, Makaya, living in an apartment in Baltimore with her boyfriend, Brandon, and my son CJ Shea Jr. and his little lady friend Brandy. It was just good to see him, and it was a quick trip, but definitely a necessary trip. Yeah, and I was happy that um, I finally got to meet Shay's young adults in person. Um, they were very nice and polite, um, very respectful. They made me and Tristan feel very welcomed. Um, uh, Shay spit them kids out. That's what I can say. All of them look just like him. He could never deny them children. I don't think he would ever want to. So, and then Nyla, um, she looks just like her sisters. I feel like she look a tad bit more like Maya, I guess because of skin tone and all of that, but they all look like spitting image. So it was a, a nice trip. We all enjoyed ourselves. Um, and we look forward to meeting up with them again soon. Yep, and I was very happy to see Nyla did great on her first long car ride. It was about 10, 11 hours each way, and she did great. Yeah, and that's awesome because y'all know some kids, you can't take them to the grocery store before they start whining and crying. So she did an awesome job for that long of a ride. But you could tell when we got back that she didn't want to get in the car no more. <laughs> She was in the house all day the next day, but then the day after that, we took her to, um, had to take her to daycare, and as soon as we put her in the car, she started looking around, and she was acting like she was going to start whining, and I'm like, oh no, she don't want to be in this car seat no more. <laughs> So my work week has been crazy. Um, the foolishness was on an all-time high for whatever reason. Um, I usually am able to ignore the stuff that goes on because my goal is just to come into work and do my job and try not to get caught up in the foolishness. I'm not clicked up with anybody. I'm cool and cordial with everybody. I can have a conversation with anybody in there and it not be a problem. But there's this one lady, she's worked there for about 16 years. She's always acting like a bitch. But you know, she's somebody that I I just tend to ignore um, when she's acting like that. As long as you're not talking to me directly with the foolishness, then I'm cool. I can ignore you. But this week I was under the weather. Everything was just aggravating my nerves. And she just came over 
on the side that I was working on with this nasty ass attitude talking about somebody on the other side needed help. Now on our computers, we can look on the computers and see everybody's schedule to see who has a patient that needs to be worked up or whatever. And I had just looked at the schedule to see that all of their patients was in the room, but they both had one more patient coming in. But the issue with the lady is we have a couple of new employees and every time new employees come in and they're having conversations with older employees it's like the lady gets mad like I don't know if she thinks that we're talking about her to the other employees or what the situation is but she always be mad always be huffing and puffing and carrying on and snapping at people so when she came around there snapping about you know, the other girl needing help. I ignored the fuck out of her ass and I looked at my computer and act like she wasn't standing there saying nothing. And everybody else ignored her except for one girl, one of the agency staff. She was like, I don't care. I'll go ahead and get the patient. But I'm like, for all of the energy that it took for you to walk across the building to tell us that the other girl had a patient, you was working on that side with her. You could have had that patient pulled back and back in the room. You just wanted to be a bitch and you wanted to um, have an attitude and start shit with people. And I don't have time for that. So I was just the next day and I kind of went off in there. I was like, you know, it's the attitude for me. Like it's a way that you ask people for help. If you needed help or you felt like somebody else needed help then you politely come over and say hey is anybody available to help me with this patient and somebody would have been more than happy to get up and help you with that patient but when you always come acting like a bitch and coming at people with an attitude you're real lucky you didn't get cussed out by me or somebody else because I mean that just had my blood boiling usually I don't get mad at that stuff I just brush it off but it really had my blood boiling and the next day I know she knew what I was saying because one of the little girls that she's clicked up with there was over on the same side when the situation happened and she started huffing and puffing but she didn't say anything and then the next day the chick she didn't say nothing to me she did she wasn't around me or nothing and usually we have like little small talk and if we have you know time we'll have like a long conversation or whatever but she ain't say shit to me and I ain't say shit to her and I'm cool with that you just need to watch who you talking to or how you acting because that's not professional and that's not cool and I know everybody's tired of you not first of all not only am I tired of her acting like that but I'm also tired of the other employees talking about it if you're not going to do anything about it, don't say nothing. That's all I can say. All right, Shay, let's talk about that um, incident that happened between um, a husband and wife in the DMV area. Apparently, her husband... The owner's husband was accused of molesting molesting several children in the daycare center that she owned. And when she confronted him about it, the end result was she ended up shooting him. He didn't die, and he's going to stand trial, I, begin it, I believe, in May on the molestation charges. But the reason why she was in the news um, this week was because she had said that she won't apologize to her husband until he apologizes to them children that he molested. She lucky he ain't kill him. Would have did the world a favor. Yeah, um I could only imagine how she feels like this is your husband, the man that you trust and love that you wouldn't think that would do anything like that to children. And I'm not sure if they have any children together. I I know they didn't mention it, but just to think about that. And then you have a business. So now you're devastated for these children. You you care about these children and their well-being and you have this guilt because you feel like you're the cause of this happening like man it's crazy and now on top of that you have to serve she got sentenced to four years in prison and that's a plea deal like if she didn't take the plea deal she could have got sentenced for a lot more time 
all because she was defending those children. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, who's protecting the babies? That's my that's my question. I mean, what is she supposed to do? She took the law into her own hands. I know you're not really supposed to do that, but I mean, you know, times is hard. You know what I'm saying? You got to make a decision, man. Dude's lucky to be alive, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I would have killed him. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would have killed him. There's no doubt in my mind about that. I, I don't know. I probably would have moved out of that town just for the simple fact that, like, you just gotta have that on your shoulders that all them children in your daycare center was molested by your husband. Yeah, and ain't no telling how many more, you know, along the way that he been touched and lives he done ruined. So, I mean, I don't understand what's his defense going to be in court. I mean, I guess he's going down for that, but uh, yeah, they definitely need to free shortly. And it just, it, you know, it just goes to show how messed up our justice system is. Like, shoot, they give drug dealers who snitch uh, um, suspended sentences in those cases, like you done served you you got time served for sitting in prison while you was waiting on trial and then you know you get a suspended sentence with time served because you done cooperated but you got this woman sitting in there actually serving four four years for shooting her husband who molested 13 children i believe it was like 13 children whose parents had came for it's just messed up yeah that's horrible man it's sad i hate to even think what them shorties have to face, you know what I'm saying, going through life and all the questions they got just, you know, within within themselves, you know what I'm saying, about how to feel about sexuality and all of that stuff. So because of this ignorant-ass nigga. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Another crazy story that I came across, and these stories are always so unfortunate, but a three-year-old got a hold to a gun in her home, and um, she shot and killed her four-year-old sister. And um, it was apparently, it was about five adults in the house, and the three-year-old and four-year-old was unattended because... One person thought the other person had the kids, but nobody actually had the kids. And on top of that, like, how does a three-year-old and a four-year-old have access to your gun? Like, you can't just blame it on you not knowing who had them. There was also a gun out. That's crazy, man. If you got guns in the house, you got to make sure you secure them, man. Even if it's far, even if it's just putting it up high to where little hands can't reach them. That is, there's no excuse, man. It definitely needs to, you know what I'm saying, serve some time for that. That's buck wild. And if you think about, like, like this in the long run, how do you tell your child that you are the reason why your sister died? Yeah, that's, that's going to be tough, man. Three years old, I mean, even though she's still, still young, I mean... That's something that you ain't gonna never forget. She gonna remember every every second at at what went down, and just pray for the little girl, man. It's definitely not her fault. Definitely not her fault. That's messed up. Yeah, prayers up to that family and everybody that's involved, and I just pray that that um, that little girl will be able to live with herself, what she'll receive you know, whatever counseling therapy that she needs in order to be able to go about life with the knowledge of her being responsible for killing her sister. All right, Shay, is there any news reports that you would like to talk about? Yeah, man, as a father, you know, of... Four girls, four daughters. Yeah, it's just what scares me to death is these people's sons out here, man, is trying to holler at these girls, man. It's just I couldn't believe the story I heard about the basketball player at the University of Alabama who who shot and killed a young lady basically because he tried to talk to her and she, you know, denied his advances and 
You know, he didn't take it the right way, of course, because he sh- shot up the car that she was in and killed the young lady. Now the, the, the girl's little boy, I think he was five, maybe. And he had a mama because somebody raised this. I don't, I don't know what that, I'm trying not to curse too much. But somebody raised this puss ass nigga and he could not take no for an answer. And now she's dead, so. And to me, that's just crazy. Because I, as for me, I, I, I know you know you gonna you gonna get some no's. You know what I'm when you try to talk to your lady, you are gonna get about ten no's or whatever before you get a couple yeses. So, you know, rejection is just part of the game. You know, so I think when she rejected him, his main thing he was saying, "Do you know you don't know who I am? You don't know what I do?" And anyway, man, that's that right there just blew my mind. It's crazy. And, you know, if you think about it, it just seems like this generation is just growing up and like, it's just like a toxic generation because, you know, back in the day when we were dating and stuff, I didn't too many, too much remember people acting like that. You know what I'm saying? I um I mean you might be mad or call somebody a couple names or whatever, but then you go on about your business or, or people. The most people did was just talk amongst each other about the other person, you know. But they wasn't really. They're not shooting you because you wouldn't give them a chance, or they're not beating you up or anything like that. But they might put some salt on your name. <laughs> It's just crazy. And I think, you know, when you see how a lot of people's relationships in now, like people stalking you and stalking your girlfriends and your boyfriends and, you know, busting windows out cars and all types of stuff, like not a lot of that went on back in the day. Could you agree with that or? I mean, you know, folks has always been crazy throughout time, but at the same time, I mean, guns are so accessible and they just... They don't think twice about going to grab them, which is amazing to me. So, I mean, it's, it's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? You don't go straight to the gun. So that's the part that I see the biggest difference is five when we was younger. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Hey, if somebody don't want you, somebody else will want you. So move on to the next. I know people can break your heart and hurt your feelings or reject you or whatever. And it may, you may take a little bit of time to get over it, but just know that you will get over it. But you can't bring somebody back that you done killed. You, you know what I'm saying? You That's why are we doing this? Why are we hurting people? Why are we destroying people's property and all of this? Because they broke your heart. Just suck that shit up. Take your time to yourself and then move on to the next. I mean, even though he's, you know what I'm saying, a piece of shit, puss ass nigga, he still, he, he made a bad decision at that moment in time. I mean, he has to deal with that for the rest of his life. He's going to sit in jail, hopefully for the rest of his life. And have to think about that every day, how he killed this woman because she denied his advances. So that's got to be your own kind of hell. So what can I say? Yep. Um, hopefully he's, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is thinking about his actions now. So, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else he's going to be able to. Did he actually have a trial for that yet? Yeah, or No, they just, I saw him handcuffed and they were, was taking him to the car and everything, and he was hollering out to his mama, who was, I guess, in the background, about how much he loved. Mama, I love you. love you more than anything. Okay, well, you killed somebody else's mama. Yeah. Uh, the best thing he could probably do is try to plead insanity or temporary insanity or something like that. I don't know. He better make something up and get him a good-ass lawyer because other, other than that, um, I shouldn't see him getting anything less than what life. <laughs> we, we talking about somebody who's going to be a top pick in the NBA draft. We ain't talking about somebody who got a, who this is it after college he ain't playing ball no more. Nah, he had a future in the league. Was getting about to get that money. And he got his homeboy whose teammate involved too because I guess he called his teammate to come bring in the gun. This goofy did it. And this lady ends up there. So yeah, I mean they both got, you know what I'm saying, deserve what's coming to him. And while we're on this topic, you remember um, when, I forgot when that was, was that around Christmas or New Year's? It was New Year's when the Georgia Bulldogs won the championship. Mm -hmm. 
And then not long after that, um, one of the players and the, um, like a recruiter with them ended up getting killed in a car accident. Well, come to find out one of the other players on the team was driving the car and he was driving at a high rate of speed. Like he was racing somebody or something like that. And, um, the player that got killed was actually sitting in the back seat. And I think the the recruiter um, was sitting in the front. But anyway, those are the two that had got killed. And apparently he had got pulled over weeks before that for driving over 100 miles an hour. So now they're looking to charge him somehow. And well, he was the one driving. So they're, they're going to charge him for the, the deaths of those two individuals. Wow, I didn't know. I thought the, the lady was driving. Uh-uh, he was driving. Wow. And this just this recently came out. So mm. I, when I just thought that it was just a car accident, I didn't know that there was another player involved and another set of young men who had a future ahead of them and just won the championship. And and what a damper that puts on that that celebration for the school, you know. All right, so let's get into the to today's topic, which is double standards. Um, there's often double standards between men and women, or just in general, that people, you know, debate about all the time. Um, today, I just went through Google to check out some common double standard. So the first one that I came across is the double standard that attractive women or smaller framed women can wear what they want, such as mini skirts, body suits, and things like that. And they're praised and complimented and or nobody sees a problem with it. But when a heavier woman wears the same stuff, they are talked about, body shamed, um, just it's just frowned upon. And especially what makes me so mad is how bad they be talking about Lizzo. I think Lizzo is a beautiful girl. And she looks nice in the stuff she wears. And um I mean, just people be going so hard on her. They be wanting her to be canceled and just talking bad about her. And I mean, she's a very talented individual. She's pretty. She can wear what the hell she want to wear. Leave her alone. Yeah, you know me. I love women of all shapes, sizes. So, yeah, I really don't get it myself. But at the same time, I know, I mean, I can't say... I. I can see how how they do it, why they do Lizzo like that, but sometimes she be going a little bit too far for me. I mean, that's just for me. I mean, I don't care if she was big or skinny or whatever. If you're doing too much, you're doing too much. I mean, I saw a clip a week or so ago. She was on stage getting ready to play a flute and everything, and then she just pulled the pants down, bent over, started playing the flute while she was twerking. I'm like, that's a little uncalled for, but... It's your show, you know, you're the performer, that's your thing. But at the same time, you will open yourself up to some criticism. But would it be the same outrage if it was Rihanna or Sierra that did the same exact thing? I would, it should be to me. I mean, it might, it probably wouldn't be as, you know, over the top. But I mean, if Rihanna just pulled the pants down and started playing the instruments while twerking, that's... It might be considered a little, doing a little too much for me, you know what I'm saying? But I'm 51, so they, they, you know what I'm saying, they're not trying to appeal to me. I mean, but I guess the thing for me is, like, if you're not going to have the, oh, she shouldn't do that to a stripper or Rihanna or Beyonce or somebody like that, then why is it so outrageous for Lizzo to do the same thing? I hear you. I hear what you're saying. 
So, yeah. So, I hate that. I don't like how they treat her. Um, I mean, everything she do, it could be very minor. She could have, she could show cleavage in a dress that covers everything else but her breast. And they'd be like, oh, Lizzo need to be canceled or be talking about her. And that's just... It just sucks. I just think that they just need to let her do what she want to do. Just like y'all let everybody else do what they want to do. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? It, but my problem is when men start getting into the conversation, putting their two cents in. It's like, dude, shut up. Let the women. You know what I'm saying? That's something for women to discuss for real. I mean, how other women perceive another woman. That just really shouldn't be nothing a man talking about, but that's on me. That's that's just me. So another um, double standard that I found to be interesting, uh, and before I get into that, let me just ask you this, Shay. If CJ came to you today and said, Dad, I want to go to nursing school, I want to be a nurse, what would you say to him? How would you feel? I would have no problem with that. Like, man, that's a great... <laughs> You know, saying profession to be and get that money. Yeah, and I agree. Um, however, there's this stigma that women should be nurses and men should be doctors, and um, men are portrayed to be soft or feminine if they want to become a nurse. But speaking as a nurse, it, the nursing profession has nothing to do with gender. I don't care if they got balls and a, and a penis or a vagina. If they trying to save my life, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you know, people are just stupid. I mean, you got people who don't want to be saved, you know, saying, or, uh, receive any help from somebody of a different color, a different race or whatever. So, I mean, I guess you just can't help stupid. Yeah, um, and I really wish more men would get into the nursing profession. Um, we really need more men. There's, there's, maybe you can encourage men in your life to seek more treatment for themselves, to go to regular doctor's appointments. Like there, there has to be someone for everyone to be able to relate to and to talk to and to go to about their issues. Like I don't mind seeing a male or a female doctor, but sometimes you want a female doctor and even when it comes to race, I don't mind seeing a doctor of any race, but I would prefer to see a female doctor of color because they're better understanding of your needs than another race would be or another gender would be. True that, true that. And speaking of which, I, you need to get your butt to the doctor and get regular checkups. Oh, yes, indeed. You tell no lies. It's been a little minute, but I'm feeling good. That's a good thing. Although I did just have to spend a little time in that dentist chair. That shit was no fun for my pockets or my mouth. <laughs> I can definitely feel that. I cannot. I, I think I have a very high pain tolerance, but when it comes to that tooth pain, like stop everything you're doing. I can't do nothing. I can't function or anything. Yeah, and I was trying to wait it out, you know what I'm saying? I've been dealing with it for a little while now, but it just wasn't going away. So I said to go ahead and bite that bullet, go sit in that chair and let that lady yank my tooth out, man. And I gotta say this, she asked me if I wanted the laughing gas or just, you know, the regular numbing in the needle, with the needle. And I was like, well, shoot, let me see what that laughing gas is about. Then she told me the price. I was like, nah, I'm good on the laughing gas. Let me just hit that needle. So she hit me a few times with the needle, numb me up real good. And boy, she got the, oh man, when she came back about 10 minutes later, she got the yanking on that thing like she was standing on my chest trying to pull that damn tooth out. Oh, but she got it out and it feels so much better. Good things. And I tell you one thing, he slept like a baby after that because he's been going through this um, tooth situation for what, over a month now? Yeah, buddy. He had one tooth that was aching. He had that one pulled and it was like pulling teeth to get him to even to go to the dentist. And then um, 
after a couple weeks had went by and he still was popping ibuprofen i'm like baby your tooth still hurts and he was i was like i'm thinking that the infection hasn't cleared up and come to find out the tooth that was right next to it was bothering him and again it was like pulling teeth getting him to the dentist but he finally went and they pulled it out and i tell you the next night he was sleeping like a baby he was snoring and everything (laughs) (laughs) so um this next set of double standards i think we need to take a sip of this um whiskey on before we begin (laughs) so let me grab my glass Cheers to that. All right. This is where it gets a little tough because, you know, women and men be at war about certain situations. So let me take a sip. Hold on. All right. This is kind of two double standards. But, Shay, why is it that, number one, men who keeps multiple women are praised and celebrated because they, well, I don't know what, get bitches, they, you know, whatever. But women who live that same lifestyle, such as, let's use Lori Harvey, for example, um, they're talked about, ridiculed, frowned upon, all of that. And along with that, the second part is, why is it, it doesn't seem to be okay or acceptable or that's just what they do when men cheat and the women that they're with it's more acceptable for them to forgive them for it then if a woman cheat again she's ridiculed she's a slut she's a whore um the man not is not gonna stay with her or give her a chance and he gonna talk about her bad all the time do you have any views on these things (laughs) (laughs) of course i do i mean but it's hard to really pinpoint it. I mean, it's like, simply put, it's like a man, it's like, okay, women outnumber men by a crazy number. I don't know what number it is, but it's a it's a fact that women outnumber men. So it's like men have more options, you know what I'm saying, it's like to, to do what they want to do. And really, the only guys, only people that's really praising men for the number of women that they sleep with are other men. So we kind of keep that to ourselves, you know, you know, amongst ourselves. But you know, women, of course, they know when they know a guy's been sleeping with multiple women or whatever, they'll look at him like he's a whole whatever. Or he think he all this and whatnot, and will have their own opinion about him, but. Uh, it's okay when when men think about how women move, you know, about how many partners she's been with. You know, what I'm saying it's like stigmas attached to that. You know, okay, well, I've heard. I don't know if it's a scientific fact, but the more penises you allow into your vagina, it's gonna get a smell or whatever. Or you let all these dudes hit it and it's going to stretch it out. By the time you're ready to get married, your husband ain't, ain't going to have nothing to hit up. So I'm saying this, all of that combined and then with a guy, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not right to sleep with multiple women, especially if, especially if you're not protecting yourself. If you're having unprotected sex with other women, that's not right. But at the same time, I don't know. Yes, it's just a dog in me. Well, first of all, let me just clear this up for you and the rest of uh, the men that may be listening. If a vagina has a nasty smell, the woman has something. She either has an STD or she has um, like BV, which is is like a bacteria infection, which is not sexually transmitted, or she has a yeast infection or trichomoniasis, which is an STD. So other than that, a woman's vagina shouldn't have a significant smell, like a, you know, like a hundred, right, that type of smell. Um, So changing the smell of her vagina because of different sexual partners that's not accurate 
Also, the vagina is a muscle. So just like any muscle, it can stretch, it can retract, whatever the case may be. But generally, a woman's vagina is not going to be stretched out to the point that, you know, that you'll be able to tell a difference. Like how people, they be like, oh, a man can tell if you done had sex. Well, maybe you can tell if she done had sex that night with a man. But nine times out of ten, you're not going to be able to tell that she done had sex with multiple people Mm. because of how her vagina feels. I got So then, like, as far as the cheating go, and I guess it's the mental thing with men, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if if you're single, of course, you can do what you want to do. But at the same time, if for men, like, I think it was Chris Rock that said it, men are only faithful as their options. I mean, hell, women can walk out the door, and it's before they get to the car, it's 10 motherfuckers that's trying to fuck. Uh... Men, it ain't like that. At least the majority of us. And them Shamar Moore type motherfuckers, I don't know. It might be a little different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But brother like me, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, I ain't the most attractive motherfucker in the world, but I ain't the ugliest. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, if a young lady, you know what I'm saying, showing me some rhythm or whatever, and you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about young Shay. I ain't talking about older Shay. <laughs> he might, you know what I'm saying, try to see what's up with that. Because I'm like, man, what's up? So, yeah, that's that. All right. Well, do you have any double standards you can think of? Oh, double standards. Man. Um, no, not really. I'm just going to not get me in trouble. <laughs> you won't get in trouble. Go ahead. No, I mean, I was just trying to think of something. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't know. I guess in the workplace type stuff like that, you know. But other than that, mm-mm. all right. Well, here's one, um, another one that I wrote down, and it's um, women are expected to cook and clean. But then men, when they do it, they're like, it's like they done went above and beyond and, and they're praised for it. And women who mm-hmm. cook and clean, like she might, like me, I work my ass off at work and then I come home and cook and clean. And I mean, Shay's a good man to me. He thanks me for stuff. But, you know, usually you won't get praised for that. That's just what you're supposed to be doing. But a man would get praised for it. Mm-hmm. True to have me, shit. Like this morning I got up and cook. I saw you, you jumped up, you got on the laundry, so I like, okay, get us some vittles in this, you know what I'm saying? So I cook my little specialty, the salmon salmon patty cakes, and you know what I'm saying, the, the grits and the cheese eggs, and didn't have any biscuits, so I had to make some toast, but I made some potatoes, and Johnson's fried, and then you know I'm saying, usually nine times out of ten, once I, once I done cook and ate, the kitchen's still looking a mess. It's going to be that way for a little while. But for some reason today, I jumped right on the kitchen after I ate. I don't know. I was in, in, in my bag, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to keep the, the house moving, you know what I'm saying? Keep it, keep it uh, moving efficiently, I, I'll put it. So Shay doesn't cook, um, but the one thing that he told me when we met is that he doesn't cook, but he does know how to make breakfast. And um, one of the first things he made for me was a salmon patty. And it was so good. Like, just looks good, right? Good size, flavor to perfection. And um, he'll never taste any of my salmon patties because he done made the best salmon patty ever for me. So, what I need to cook it for? (laughs) (laughs) But he did. He did an excellent job. And I had started making them. Back home, we call them home fries. But, like, the breakfast potatoes. They have, you know, the cut up potatoes with the seasoning and the um, onions and green peppers. So I had started making those. And then so Shay, the last couple times he had, when he made breakfast, he would incorporate those breakfast potatoes. And I mean, his breakfast potato game has improved tremendously. (laughs) Them potatoes today was so good. He seasoned them to perfection. So, huh, he about to kick me off of um, breakfast potatoes too. And he won't never get none for me no more. (laughs) 
Can you think of any other double standards, baby? All right. Well, I guess we will go ahead and get into fishbowl combo. And I'm excited about today's fishbowl combo because I'm not doing it by myself. I'm doing it with my man. So I think, how many questions you think we should do for them today, baby? Let's do three. All right. He said, how about let's do four to make it even? All right. We're going to do four. And how we're going to do it is we're both going to pull questions. and But we're also both going to answer each question that's pulled. So you get four answers from both of us. I'm going to let you go ahead and pull first. And then read your question out loud and give your answer. Okay. Let's see what we got. What do you listen to when you're driving? Ooh, most of the times, me myself, I listen to podcasts and it's mainly sports. <laughs> I listen to because I'm a I'm from the Maryland D.C. area, so I I can't listen to my sports station 980 like I used to back in the day when I was back home. But so I have the app. I downloaded the app and I can listen to my, the same folks I've been listening to for decades now. You know and Giving my updates on my my commanders and the Washington Wizards and the Capitals. So that's pretty much what I listen to. And you know, recently I've been listening to my my ladies less mom bitch podcast. Yay. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you for your support. And I also listen to podcasts on my way to work. Um, I also listen to just whatever music that I want to hear at the moment. I think I like something, at least one song from every genre of music. So I'll do that. And then also every morning when I ride to work about 7.50, um, we have like a daily huddle and it it's on Zoom and Teams. So um, I'll log on to that if I'm not already at work and listen to that. All right. Question number two. Let's see what we get. This question says, who is your best friend and why? Well, my best friend, you know, I have a couple best friends, but my main best friend, the friend that I've had the longest, her name is Tisa. And I've known her since my sophomore year of high school and I mean we just clicked instantly and in high school whenever you saw me you saw her and vice versa and she's just always been a good friend we've um given each other excellent advice over the years we've had lots of fun we've just always kept in contact with each other no matter what it's never been months that went by that we didn't speak with each other it's it sometimes a couple times a day so yeah, no doubt. Uh, shit, it's easy for me as my guy Yafet. You know what I'm saying he's one of the funniest dudes I know. You know, one of the the realest, most loyal brothers I know. You know, we've we been through a lot, we've seen a lot. We done shit been been knowing each other since like '90. Well, shit, about '88, really. This is about '88. But uh, yeah, that's my man, twenty grand right there. But I'm gonna tell you, I remember to tell you this one funny story. We was in um, television class, you know what I'm saying? We was like making commercials and shit or whatever. Anyway, on the, we were waiting for the the bell to let out for class. It was like one of the last classes of the day, and we were just waiting for the bell. Everybody in the class, and then I had to fart. So. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those real silent ones, so I let it out real smooth, but it was one of them chairs. It was like a wooden chair, so it like vibrated like a snare drum or some shit. <laughs> and <laughs> I just happened to be sitting next to the prettiest girl in the school, <laughs> and she looked at me, and I looked at Yaf, and I said, damn, Yaf. <laughs> 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 he, he was so tickled, man. He couldn't defend himself for nothing. All he could do was laugh, man. It, it was just, I mean, like, pretty much, we was already cool before that, but that was like, that's what really cemented it right there. Yeah, that's my man right there. That's funny. <laughs> okay, grab the question. Right, Next let's question. See. Let's see. All right. 
What's been the lowest and highest points for you in the past year? Okay, well, let's start with the highest. Let's start with the highest. The birth of that little pretty cocoa red little girl that you blessed me with. You know what I'm saying? She is really, you know, threw me for a loop. I thought I was done having babies and everything, you know what I'm saying? Did my, did the, the that part of fatherhood and... Now I was in the part of fatherhood where I'm just watching my babies grow into young adults. And then all of a sudden, you sent me that text saying, we're pregnant. Oh, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> At the time, I thought maybe that might have been my lowest. But then a few minutes later, I was like, nah, man, that's a blessing. You know what I'm saying? It was really just like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just as, because I just, it was just such a, I wasn't expecting it. But... I'm so blessed, so happy she's here, and yeah, man, that's that's definitely the highest point. What about your lowest? Lowest, uh, man, it's been a good year. It has been for real, it's like been no a lie. Good year. Um, haven't lost anybody, man. No I guess the lowest, you know, what I'm saying the business took it here. We lost the pretty significant uh, contract, but you know what I'm saying, we still we still rolling, but other than that yeah, that's pretty much it Yeah, and just to go back to when you were saying about how shocked you were when I said we were pregnant hey, I was shocked myself I, um, of course I mean, we knew that we weren't taking any um, precautions However, um, I have never had a regular menstrual cycle. I know I spoke about this on a previous episode. And um, I had had weight loss surgery about um, six months before that. And um, I know that they say that you become more fertile after those type of surgeries or after weight loss in general. But, you know, I just wasn't thinking about that. I was already, like, sick all the time because... My body was just starting to get used to what I can eat while my stomach was trying to get used to what I could eat and what I could not eat anymore. And I just wasn't thinking about being pregnant. But then one day, just out the blue, I was talking to Tisa on the phone and she was talking about some stuff she was going through. And then I started talking about some stuff that I was feeling because we both had a surgery. Um, And um, I was like, and on top of all of that, I think I'm fucking pregnant. I'm about to go to the dollar store and get me a test. And when we got off the phone, I went to the dollar store and got the test. And as soon as I, like, I peed in the cup because it was one of those, like, dipstick tests. Before I pulled the stick out the pee, it was positive. So I was super pregnant. And, I mean, I couldn't wait to tell Shay because, like, something like that. I was just so surprised you know, um, and I don't know. I just, I I had missed, I did miss a period. I was coming on every other month, but missing a period is not like, um, uh, a red flag for me because that can just happen. My body changes so much, but, um, I took that test and it was pregnant and Nyla's here, which brings me to the answer of my answer for the question. My highest point was of course the birth of that little girl, our blessing, our surprise. And she is just so precious and such a happy baby and such a joy to be around. And people always give us so many compliments about her. And then my lowest point was just having to be hospitalized. I was hospitalized for five weeks prior to her birth. Then, you know, we never really talk about this baby, but do you know that I almost died um, having Nyla? I, um, when my blood pressure bottomed out, um, I know you don't really know the seriousness of that, like on the medical side, but that nurse was terrified. I was in critical condition because I would have died. She had to keep giving me shots of epi, epinephrine. So my heart wouldn't stop. You know what I'm saying? I got, I maxed out on epi and then that's so they couldn't, that means they can't give you anymore. And so she was really scared, you know, and um, had they had not stopped that epidural, um, uh, I might not be talking to you right now. Um, so thank God for her 
and her attentiveness. She gave up all the rest of her patience so she could stay with me. Uh, so blessings to her. All right. What is this? Question four? All right. Last question. Do you think happiness is overrated? So, no, I am a hopeless romantic, number one. So, on that part of happiness, uh, I just always look forward to it, think positive about, you know, happy situations. But, I mean, how can happiness be overrated if if that's life? Like, you're supposed to be happy in life. You're not supposed to be depressed and sad and things like that. So, so no, it's not overrated. I mean, of course, I'm like... That's a crazy question. Like, who don't want to be happy? Even the most grumpy, irritated asshole in the world wants to be happy. Might not have anything to get him to that point, but yeah, shit. Being happy is what it's all about. Right, baby. Well, if there's nothing else, I think this is the end of episode number six. As always, I thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to share your stories, ask a question, or just speak in general, you can feel free to email me at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com or you can send a DM on Instagram at letsmombitch. Shay, do you have any ending thoughts? No, I was just, you know, thank y'all for listening and I continue to listen, spread the word. Um, a baby doing big things, just the beginning. Um, honored for, you know, the opportunity to be on the podcast. And you never know, it might spark me to finally get my eyes jumped off. I've been talking about it forever. But uh, if I do, y'all be the first to know. All right, one love. Y'all be easy out there. All right, baby. And just like you encouraged me to get started, I'm encouraging you to get started. If this is something that you always wanted to do, there's definitely room out here in the podcasting world. So I pray that you become motivated and get started. Appreciate you, baby. All right. Well, that brings me to the affirmation of today. And since my baby is here today, I'm going to do an affirmation for couples. And that one says... My partner and I deserve a long-lasting, happy, satisfying relationship. Until next time, I thank you again for tuning in. Bye. Peace.